Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I'm thrilled today to be here with Gautam Jain, a senior disciple of world-renowned philosopher and author A. Partisarati. Earlier in life, Gautam completed a brilliant academic career in the United States, where he received awards for academic and athletic excellence and was recognized for exceptional impact on college life. Upon graduation, Gautam declined lucrative offers from leading corporations to return to India to study at the Vedanta Academy. Gautam has dedicated over two decades to full-time study, research, and propagation of Vedanta and its practical application in life. He is currently in the U.S. to head the efforts of the Vedanta Cultural Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to Vedanta and self-management education programs. Gautam has also presented seminars on self-management to premier corporations, institutions, and universities, including the Young Presidents Organization, Entrepreneurs Organization, Goldman Sachs, IBM, AT&T, Columbia, Princeton, and MIT. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast, Gautam. Thank you. It's really great to talk with you. I I know that you know, but our listeners may not know, that I've been um, a huge fan of Swamiji for a very long time, um, studying his books um, over and over again. And so it is such a delight and a pleasure not only to speak with you about this, but to spread the word about Vedanta on our podcast. So um, you're doing quite a service today by by sharing so much of this on the show. Um, But I wanted to start by asking you, you know, we, we just heard your extensive and impressive background um, of education and work, and then how you chose to return to India to study at the Vedanta Academy. So I'd like to hear from you what uh, motivated that decision. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Academy and and why that was such an important step in your journey. Yeah. Um, so I was a senior in college here in the U.S., and um, I did well academically, athletically in different parts of college life. And um, I was fortunate enough to get uh, very good job offers um, from a lot of leading, uh, you know, f- firms and corporations here. But uh, at that time, um, I just uh, started thinking that, you know, is there more to life than just working for yourself and making a lot of money? Sure. Um, you know, so what could that be? Mm-hmm. Um, and that thought to grip me, you know, and normally it comes to people and then you just disregard it and continue with your regular routine. But I felt, no, that's the time in life. I'm just about to enter into a different phase and this is the time to pursue it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I spoke to uh, my guru, Swami Parthasarthi. At that time, mm-hmm. I was, I knew him through my mother who used to attend his lectures in India. Mm-hmm. And he, he had a similar background. He had, um, foreign education in those days. Uh, he's 92 now, so it was a long time ago. Sure. And uh, decided to uh, renounce that and try and understand what life is really all about. Um, so what he spoke uh, made a lot of sense to me, and I 
decided to uh, to get back to India and join his academy, which is near Mumbai. Mm-hmm. And there's a three-year course there on um, on this philosophy called Vedanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, after the three years, I I wanted to get more deeper into it. Uh, uh, before coming back to the U.S. and starting the teaching and the work here. So help our listeners understand what Vedanta is. You know, if you can, I know it's quite involved and extensive, and, and there's so many wonderful books about it. But very briefly, what are the key precepts, and you know, why is this an important philosophy for us to know? Okay, so Vedanta... Um, is a combination of two words. The very word Vedanta, it, uh, it's two words. Veda means wisdom and Anta means the ultimate. Mm-hmm. So the actual meaning of the word is the ultimate wisdom, mm-hmm. the highest knowledge. Okay. And why it's the highest uh, is because it teaches you how to achieve the three things that everybody is looking for, which is peace of mind, success in your work, and overall fulfillment and purpose in life. Okay. So it provides the technique of how to do this, you know. Mm. And why it's needed is because if you analyze the world where there are people who are successful and productive and dynamic, you will find almost as a rule that they are stressed out, they have lost their peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And people, you, a typical example is generally in the western part of the world, you'll find this. Mm-hmm. Yes. You go to the east, uh, especially in the rural areas, you'll find people quite peaceful, quite uh, happy in their own way. But there's no dynamism, there's no productivity, there's no uh, prosperity. Sure. So the, the challenge is how do you combine both these? How okay. do you combine being peaceful and successful at the same time. And that's what this knowledge talks about. The The other part, when you ask why is it so important for everyone to know, yes. see, it's important to realize that whenever you get something, like let's say you get a phone, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a manual for it. When you first got your smartphone, mm-hmm. nobody knew how to operate it. You had to go through the manual. You had to learn. Sure. You, you have a car. You have to learn how to use it. Right. There's a manual for it. You buy a fridge or a oven, whatever it is. Yes. But where is the manual for your life? Yes. There's no such thing. Well, you're nobody right. has really learned how to live life. You right, know? right. So the result of that is you find uh, at the individual level, you'll find stress, you'll find addictions, you'll find depression, divorces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, how bad it is. Yes. And at the world level, there's terrorism, there's war, there's corruption, there's greed. Yes. So all this comes down to the fact that people don't know how to live, how to approach their life. Sure. And that's why this is important. Absolutely. It's, it sounds like the most important thing, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. And I know that as you lecture and offer programs, you yourself continue to study Vedanta and its practical application. Um, so I wonder mm-hmm. if you can give a few an example or two of how... Um, this application changes people's lives, how they it helps to refocus their purpose? Okay. See, good question. Now, what happens is uh, it's not just changes their lives and, uh, like you said, refocus. Mm-hmm. The, the whole problem is everybody is focusing on the wrong end. Okay. Now, a simple example is if I were to ask you or anybody, uh, it doesn't have to be personally you, it, generally I'm talking about any human being, sure. and I ask them, okay, what is your problem in life, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
because I talk privately to so many people. They'll come and tell me, oh, everything is great with my life, but you know, that husband of mine uh, <laughs> is a real problem. Right. Uh, or my boss, uh-huh. or, or the weather, or the traffic, uh, right. you know, the finance. Sure. Now, if you see the common thread in all this, everybody believes the problem is outside. Yes. Externally, everything is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm good. Right, you know? right. So you're, you're completely focusing on the wrong end. Sure. So it's not the world that is the problem. This is the first thing one has to understand. Okay. It's how you relate to it. Okay. So huh. a person takes a cigarette and he says it gives him pleasure. Another person detests that same cigarette. Mm-hmm. So how can it be the cigarette? Mm-hmm. Uh, one person wants to divorce his wife. Another person is waiting desperately to marry that same woman. Mm-hmm. It's not the person. Mm-hmm. It's how you relate to it. So that's what this subject is all about. Once you learn this, you focus on how do I make sure I'm able to handle the situation and not keep blaming the world because there's no end to that. So this is what is important in the first. For, uh, firstly, the second thing is Vedanta is about developing your intellect. Mm-hmm. And once you develop your intellect, you can control your emotion. Mm-hmm. And if you control your emotion, you control your mind. Absolutely. So control your mind, you control your life. And see, just just to elaborate briefly, mm-hmm. uh, if you lose control over your mind at the material level, this becomes greed. Okay. And that's what's destroying all people and their business and their debt and all this. Sure. Now, there's nothing wrong with earning money, but you lose control over it, it becomes greed. Yes. And there's the problem. Yes. There's nothing wrong with enjoying a drink, but you lose control over it, it becomes an addiction. Right. So, how Vedanta helps is it helps you get a handle on your emotions. And once you control your mind, you're able to control your life. Wonderful. It, I, I know it's been so helpful for me, and I, I find... Um, that I have to keep going back to it again and again, which I'm sure you do as well, because it's just mm-hmm. a reminder. It's it's like building muscles. You have to do it all the time, otherwise mm-hmm. they'll atrophy. They'll, they'll you know you'll become weak. And so um, I would love to pivot our conversation into talking a little bit about how um, people listening to this podcast can access Vedanta and and really learn about it. So let's talk first about this event that you are planning in New York. Um, it's coming mm-hmm. up in September. And I want to hear a little bit about what it will be and how people who are listening can learn more um, or participate. Yeah. So um, the event uh, that we are doing in New York, uh, this is by my guru, the who's authored these books and has really been the pioneer of Mm-hmm. how Vedanta can be brought to the modern world, you yes, know? Yes, yes. Um, so he's coming, he's 92, he's still traveling, he's a, he's a living example of Vedanta in action. Mm-hmm. And he'll be coming to New York City, we're doing a big public event just uh, near Times Square mm-hmm. uh, on September 26th called The Law of Karma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the topic is very interested because interesting because it talks about how you can take control of your life and live it on your terms, you know, okay, okay. Uh, rather than look for others and look for other factors. You you have your actions in your control. You've got to focus on those. And that's okay. what this lecture is all about. So okay. um, anybody is welcome. Um, so we the, the more information will be on uh, our website, uh, VedantaUSA.org. Okay. That's uh, 
vedantausa.org. Okay, perfect. And that's September 26th in New York City. Is there a cost mm-hmm. for the event and what time is it at? Well, there current there are various layers. It's right from free to a to a donor pass to help us support the event, but uh, okay. So uh, anybody would anybody is welcome to attend. Wonderful. You can come free of cost. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Um, on this show, on the Make Meaning podcast, we look at how people find meaning in their work and purpose in their lives. And so I wonder mm-hmm. if you might respond to that idea from a Vedanta perspective, um, you know, just sort of speak about this concept of meaning and purpose and what does Vedanta teach us about how we define those concepts or find them in our lives? Yeah, see, what happens when you talk of purposes, once you have an intellect, which is what you need to build with the subject, Mm -hmm. you have the clarity of thinking, you understand what your purpose is Mm -hmm. and how to achieve it. Okay. Now, when you don't have an intellect, which is the problem everywhere, because it's not taught anywhere, the mind just meanders into all meaningless indulgences and attachments. Mm-hmm. And that's how everybody lives their life. Mm-hmm. So the basic problem with not having a purpose is this selfishness. Mm. So when you are self-centered in life, you just think about what I can get next for myself. There's no purpose. Sure. So a purpose is when you can conceive a higher goal in life beyond your selfish interest. Okay. That's what gives you purpose. That's what gives you inspiration to work. And that requires intellect. So Vedanta gives you that intellect. Now, because you're self-centered, there's no purpose. That is why you hate working. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks forward to weekends and vacations. Yes, you know? yes. That's all everybody cares about. Mm-hmm. When's the next weekend? When's the next vacation? Because you're not interested in work. There's no purpose behind it. Sure. So I know that Swamiji has written about that very concept about how, you know, there's this struggle that people have to go to work Monday through Friday. They can't wait for the weekend. They can't wait mm-hmm. for their time off. Is it is it a problem in the work that it's not meaningful at a bigger level, a macro level? Is it a problem in the person who isn't seeing or, you know, framing the concept of work in the right way? Yeah, see, this is again the issue. You you blame the work as the work is what tires me, work is what doesn't inspire me. Sure. It's all your wrong attitude. So okay. it's all about changing your attitude in your work. Okay. So the same work can become invigorating, can become inspiring if you have the right attitude. And I just explained the attitude is because you're self-centered. So When you're selfish, you don't really care about the work. You only care about what you're getting out of the work. Sure. So the whole attitude is, I have to work because I want my salary, I want my promotion, I want my bonus. So you just hate the work. I see. Now, why can't the work inspire you? Let me do what I can do to the best of my capacity. That should be your inspiration. Mm -hmm. And that creates energy and enthusiasm to work. So the result becomes irrelevant. But again, all that requires an intellect. It requires the capacity to think clearly. Yes. And that's why you have to train yourself with with the subject. Okay. So um, before we finish our conversation, you know, hopefully people who are listening can come to the Law of Karma event on September 26th. If they can't, how else can people learn about Vedanta? You know, what books do you recommend? Are there programs that people can attend? Mm -hmm. Let's give our listeners a little bit of a sense of how they can start to learn about Vedanta and interact with these concepts. 
Yeah, see, in terms of um, uh, in the U.S. or even in the world, in select places and cities, like in the U.S., in New York or in Detroit or um, Los Angeles, mm -hmm. um, Toronto in Canada, Houston, mm -hmm. we do have uh, alumni from the academy who are based there and are teaching. Okay. So that would be the way to begin. Okay. But people who are not there... Mm -hmm. um, I would recommend you start with the book, The Fall of the Human Intellect. Okay. Now, this is a very simple book that explains this whole concept that I've been talking about, why you need to develop this intellect and what the consequences are, because mm -hmm. you have not. So you are... You understand that and that wakes you up, you know? Yes, yes. Um, so again, it's called The Fall of the Human Intellect. Okay. It's available on Amazon and uh, any any online, uh, you know, website will have it. Okay. Um, so uh, that is one option. The second is uh, for all information about these lectures and retreats and so forth, you can visit our website, uh, vedantausa.org. Okay. Um, and that will give you all the information that's required. Excellent. And I also wanted to ask you, um, does the Vedanta Academy in India have programs that people can attend who maybe can't go for three years, but could go for a few weeks? You know, are there any, are there ever any seminars? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. There, there are, we have uh, periodic retreats. We, you can join in with the regular schedule. So, okay. uh, yeah, obviously no, everybody cannot join in for three years. Okay. But another thing which is uh, recently launched, which also would be uh, the best way I would say to start is there's an e-learning course. Okay. Um, and uh, the the material which is taught by my guru at the academy mm -hmm. is available online. So Great. that uh, material is is available on a different website. It's called VedantaWorld.org. Okay. Which is our main website worldwide. Um, and uh, there you can get the information that's required, in fact, about everything. Excellent. Well, Gautam Jane, it has been such a pleasure to speak with you on the Make Meaning podcast. I, I can't tell you enough how um, foundational and directive my study of Vedanta has been and continues to be. And I work every day to remember and tie into these concepts so that it sets me on the right path. So I hope our listeners are inspired by this conversation and will check out any number of the resources that you've mentioned. But um, thank you for giving us your time and sharing Vedanta on this show. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do.